lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. Please please to bring you our feature presentation. Station. Yo, dudes, what up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's been it's been a week. It's been um, it's been well two weeks, I guess, technically, because mm-hmm. we take a week off and then you guys go away and then we go away and then uh, you miss us and we get all your fan mail and and all that stuff that I wish would happen. But we got fan. We've got we got fan message. Um, yeah, yeah, we've gotten fan mail before. Shout out to our boy Vince. Oh yeah, yeah for a yeah, uh, right. very fun action movie card game. Card game. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, shout outs to everybody that's already joining us in the chat. What's up, Vince? What's up, Logan? Sam? Everybody that's already tuned in. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're back. It is two weeks. It's been two weeks since you looked at me, as uh, Sam just said over in Facebook. Hey, he said it, not me. Do I have glitter on my face? Look at me. Look how be- Am I a vampire? Am I like a Twilight vampire? Look at me. I'm beautiful. Um, I've been doing Christmas decorations. You could be the Batman. I could be the Batman. I want to be the Batman. I'm vengeance. Um, been doing a lot of Christmas decoration. Obviously, those of you guys that know me in person, um, we just wrapped up Halloween. October was a big month, and uh, that's why we were not here up in the studio last week talking movies at you, because it was November 4th first who cares you know we i had halloween hangover i don't know what jake was doing yeah, what I was were you doing say, yeah you go hard on halloween uh what was i doing yes i do i, I wasn't covered. here there's that uh, you weren't you weren't yeah. but um but yeah, we're back anyway we're gonna be talking about movies we're gonna be talking about stuff that happened in the past week or so in in movie news trailers that dropped news that um you know I didn't confirm this because I've been like absolutely so busy that did Sean Connery for real die? I haven't heard about this. Well, like I thought I saw it on uh, somebody's social media and then I was like, why is nobody talking about this? Um, Yeah, he died on Halloween. No. No, he died. um, He he died. Yeah, he died like a year ago. (laughs) Is Sean Connery dead? Why did I see this pop up in my news feed? Sean Connery's totally dead. Why am I talking about this? This is how spaced out I am, you guys. Because I saw in like my Facebook feed and was like, "Yo, Sean Connery," and I was like, "I feel like I feel like I've either mourned his death already." Or um, no one's talking about this. So, yeah, this is the, the one-year anniversary of Sean Connery's death. And goes to show you how much we give a shit. <laughs> There's just so much going on. I didn't, yeah. Uh, who knew? Who knew? Well, uh, not us. So, uh, we, Maybe qu- we, we quit. We're terrible movie hosts. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, hey. it's terrible. Well, you know, there's a lot of things going on there are. in the world of movies, especially the last couple of years, trying to maintain themselves. And now you have things like the... Uh, you know the shooting on the no, set of I remember, Rust that I continues remember, to make news. I remember us talking about when he died because we were talking about Zardoz, and I was trying to get you in a Zardoz outfit. Uh, one day when I'm yeah. in shape and take a lot of uh, hair growth <laughs> supplements, and hallucinogenic drugs uh, to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll get in really good shape, and then I'll uh, cover myself in like spray glue, like that 3M spray glue and then you'll just have to get like what was once was a gorilla costume but like shaved down oh for your body hair yeah and we'll just turn a fan on and throw it in front of the fan <laughs> and what sticks will make me like connery and that's like tar and feathering but for sean connery body, mm-hmm. body hair um anyway um i don't know what we're talking this is this is what happens when you take a week off but um we're gonna be talking about some more news later in the show i, w- I went and saw last night in soho we're gonna be talking about that later in the show and what did you see i went and watched anate Ah, a little the, little Tamil yeah, uh, yeah. cinema there. Yeah, the uh, new superstar Raj Nikanth, uh Tamil movie that came out. So, hell uh, yeah! So we're gonna be talking about that in the second half hour of the show. But uh, but news, <laughs> we got We got We got to cover the news. Uh, I got to drink some of this brandy uh, because got I got to because I got to get on my I got to get on my game. Um, you've got the piece of paper. What did you write on your piece of paper? Man, this there week? wasn't much news. Vince actually said something about uh, my reaction for Vin Diesel making Rock come back to the Fast and Furious primary main series. Hadn't even heard about it. I, I, I missed Wait, that one. Wait, what? 
Most you of the, missed some Fast and Furious news. I know. Well, after that last movie, who cares, right? You know. <laughs> I'm still celebrating my victory over you admitting that that was a bad movie. Yeah, that one was bad. The rest of them, amazing, incredible films. Um, most of the news I've been seeing is still centered around like Rust uh, and all of the stuff coming with that, with Alec Baldwin um, making some statements, finding out that he's a producer on the film and how that uh, is coming there. And now everyone's starting to do the whole Spider-Man meme where they're pointing fingers at each other. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's becoming a very convoluted situation as you would expect it to be because uh someone is likely to get in trouble for um accidental death well everybody needs to have a fall guy you know and 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 making movies i was actually um having uh cocktails with a couple of my buddies in the film industry um last night uh shout outs to dave and zach dave was in town um and we uh, we all got together and we're chit chatting and just the, the we we were talking about how how hard it is on set these days where I mean um, you know I I don't know if you read about this because this is just like huge news but um, Emilio Estevez is not going to um, return to like the Mighty Ducks series season two because of COVID vaccination he's not going to get one and almost mm-hmm. every every set these days requires you have your COVID vaccine Coach and Gordon would act like that he would. That's that's like that's like at the beginning of the movie Mighty Ducks coach Gordon not the second half of the movie where they win him over. Yeah, it's 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 part part 1. That's Act very 1 DWI forced to help kids butthole lawyer coach Gordon. Emilio. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that's a real thing. It's like uh, certain crew can't be on set. Certain actors can't be on set if they haven't been vaccinated. You've got the whole IOTSI thing that's going on still with working conditions and, you know, just simple things as lunch breaks and not working 16 hours a day. Now you got people getting shot accidentally on set. You've got all the, the deals with, like, the uh, streaming service deals uh, not being as good as the theatrical deals. Like, making movies is very difficult right now and um it's really interesting to see how all this is going to be playing out you know um it's just getting trickier and trickier and trickier well so uh lodge web asked us how did live ammo even get on set that's part of the news that came out is that supposedly uh the cast and crew were target practicing while they were away from set or on break uh, all of the uh, the armorer on set uh, and everyone involved in that claims that that's not the case that they were under lock and key. However, covering when, their ass is when the police like. uh, looked and found the weapons, one of them was just in a fanny pack, uh, and two of them were in unlocked boxes. So oh they found three God. guns, like over nine hundred uh, rounds, blanks, shells, and uh, live ammunition, things like that. So it was intermixed. Uh, but they, uh, the claims now are that cast and crew were just out dicking around in the desert shooting stuff uh, on their on their breaks because they thought it was fun. Because that's what people with guns, no offense to all our gun-toting viewers, because I know there's a few of you out there, but like g- guns as toys, I've said this for years, Guns, people treat guns as toys, and they go, no, it's a real-ass uh, important thing. Hey, you guys want to go out in the backyard and shoot some shit? Well, that's to- it's a toy. Yeah, I really don't want to um, get into this. Yeah, guy. I will, but, every time. Um guns are not toys. Alec Baldwin did say he agrees that uh, on set had very lax safety standards and he was not uh, personally happy with it. Um, so there's, yeah, all sorts. Of, it's a it's a big old mess there. Uh, something that made the news too because they're trying to make it a big deal just to get the news out there. Uh, someone died, not on the set, but during the filming of the new Indiana Jones movie. Someone died? Yeah, he flew in. He died in the hotel room, and they think it was natural causes. So, or, or he's like, like, I can't believe I'm making another Indiana Jones movie. Oh, God. <laughs> and and he just offed himself. Well, he no, read the script, and he offed himself. No, but he flew to Morocco uh, specifically to help with some stunt scene and then passed away. I hope that everybody room. that flies for an Indiana Jones movie, there's just like a red arrow that follows their plane, and it's like, <laughs> across a map. Yeah. But I don't know. In my head, there is. Um, well, uh, I mean, live rounds on set. You know, I've worked on set sets that had you know guns, and my God, the protocol for having guns on set is insane. You know, yeah. Um, apparently, this set was super lax. Uh, and they're yeah, just like, shooting by the hip. 
the armorer and uh, assistant director and like all of these people are, are definitely pointing fingers at each other and all this stuff. They're all lawyered up, everything like that. Um, or there, there was something uh, Sam said the Rock has come out and said no more real guns on his This set. is true. Yep, I read uh, that as well. Well, talking about the Rock and uh, him being in the news, uh, did you see that uh, that Red Notice movie got released early and nobody noticed? It, no, I didn't. I didn't notice. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to come out until like this week, uh, but it was listed at theaters uh, last week, uh, and then also The Rock had a hip hop song come out while we were gone. How about that? It kind of reminds me when I was a kid, and there was like you know like football player like in the 90s and like football players would do like raps like you know and then there was like the super bowl shuffle Mm -hmm. and um you know like didn't Shaq have like a rap album or Uh, something Shaq had several rap albums you're talking about big daddy papa pump yeah was it was it diesel pump Shaq diesel diesel pump number seven um i don't know that that would be pump pump number seven i like that because that's the diesel pump right I don't know. Depends on your gas station. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, It's such gimmicky bullshit. Anyway, other news. Other news is going on. Um, I don't know if you read about this, but uh, the director from Beyond the... uh, The Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine is uh, working on his new film, which, believe it or not, is uh, Universal's Wolfman, which uh, they're taking another stab at this after, you know, the the supposed rise of the Dark Universe and then the collapse of the Dark Universe thanks to uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy film. And now they're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try this again, even though the first, the resurrection of the Wolfman with the Benicio Del Toro kind of fell apart because the the multiple directors, multiple uh, special effects people and other whatever, it's still actually a pretty good movie. But they cast Ryan... G- Go back and watch it. It's not have, bad. Man, I've it's, watched it's it. It's not bad. If they had if they had left the original plan in action with the reg- original special effects team, because it was all going to be practical effects, and I want to think, I, I want to say it was Stan Winston was going to be doing all the effects. That would have been cool. Yeah, and so Stan and Winston had, had to like. He had to like take a back seat to CGI Town, and that was not cool. But anyway, Ryan Gosling is uh, set to take the lead of the new werewolf, and I'm okay with. Is this. he going to be like Teen Wolf? Because Ryan Gosling's like too cool to be a regular werewolf. That w- that would be actually pretty sick. He would have um, to be like, uh, uh, oh Scott, what's his name? Teen Wolf basketball yeah. player it's like surfing on a van mm-hmm. and he's like i would like a keg of beer give and me the beer, beer. Uh, such a good good movie so are they still gonna have russell crowe and and tom cruise is it gonna be the same thing or is this a another attempt like, to reboot the universe or are they just doing standalones like it should be I th- anyhow i think they they need to just do standalones i mean you know i know what they're trying to do like if i were universal and i looked back at the 1930s through the 1950s where they were just like you know you had invisible man Wolfman, creature from the black lagoon dracula frankenstein you know you had all of these dudes that were just kicking ass taking names and then they started doing, you know, Abbott and Costello meets the werewolf, meets Dracula, meets Frankenstein. Creature from the Black Lagoon rides up in a Ferrari and picks up Wolfman. And it's like Monster Squad, like, every day of the week. And they're showing all these movies, and they're making all this money. They want that again. And with everybody wanting these cinematic universes right now, it it, it makes sense. But it also doesn't make sense, because... Well, um, if they're aiming for, like, versus movies, or to create, basically, a monster bash movie, where they form watch a, a rock mon- and roll band. That's, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Let's get a monster bash, where it was like, you know, walking in the lab late one night, and then, you know, Dracula... You know, gets the the what, what was it? Shreds. Frankenstein on on lead guitar. Actually, Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's on the keys. He's the keys. Yeah, Dracula's the guitar. Wolfman's man. always on drums. Uh, um, I thought Mummy was on drums. No, Mummy seems like a bass player to me. You know, just kind of like. Oh yeah, you know, the arms because yeah. he's just like lanky and weird. But I mean, the Wolfman's got to play drums. You know, it's he's like animal. You know, it's like spinning sticks and and then like cowbell bing 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 like okay dude i could see wolfman on drums yeah um but yeah i'd be about that like 
or let's just make another monster squad. I don't think these like super serious. Yeah, and then movies. everyone can see Ryan Gosling's Wolfman Nards. Yeah, <laughs> Gosling's got Nards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of uh, fans out there that would love to see Gosling's uh, Nards. But I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool news. Um, in a in a in a week two week period where there wasn't a whole lot of news. I mean the tiger king 2 trailer got dropped like i i called that did i not tell you so i called that carol baskins is way pissed about it and she's suing netflix because i told y'all it was coming i told you and you didn't believe me they have you're like now it's just gonna be one off yeah they have footage that she doesn't want out there and so she's suing netflix because they have no right to make a tiger king 2 with what they filmed of her even though she signed off on it last time already they're gonna find a way Mm mm-hmm you know, just like in Jurassic Park, uh, if uh, uh, net, uh, uh, Netflix uh, f- finds a way. Yeah, now it's about Joe Exotic behind bars. Um, yeah, there's that. Hey, and talking about streaming service stuff, uh, Book of Boba, uh, not the drink. Unfortunately. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, has uh, gotten a trailer uh, and all of that stuff. What did you think about it? At least images. Man, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like Star Wars. See, I... Wait a minute. Mr. Over here could tell me Bosk's birthday. and <laughs> is, um, is that information that's been revealed before? I don't know, but if anybody, if it had been, you'd be like, oh, well, it's uh, Blurptober 23rd of, you know, the 17th metric hex of the Valdrani. And you're like, well, yeah, of course, duh. Uh, well, Bosk is clearly the coolest bounty hunter of the lineup next to... IG-88, yeah, but IG-88's been kind of made less cool by his uh, clone, basically, in um, uh, Mandalorian, and everyone's like, oh, look at this robot, and it's like, man, ig is so much cooler. He is so much cooler, Um, but I don't know, you know, this is is what Disney does, this is what everybody does, they find something that they think you like, and they're going to sink their dirty mitts into it and squeeze every drop of blood out of it like a filthy... Vampire. They're just going to... And they're going to get it all, and then they're going to make you hate it. And Boba Fett, like, when I was a kid, Boba Fett was, like, the coolest dude because he didn't say anything. He said, like, three things. He goes, no good to me, dead. And then he'd do, like, the cool guy nod. Yeah, and when when Darth Vader goes... Don't disintegrate people, motherfucker. Don't do it. And Boba's like, as you wish. Yeah, he's like, I guess. How else do you expect me to do this? You know, and you're like, dude, this guy seems like a space pimp. And then they goof it all up in Baby Yoda show. And everyone's like, oh, cute, Baby Yoda. Oh, well, it's like Boba Fett. Everybody likes Boba Fett. And then you get like 1,000 episodes of Boba Fett. And I was like, guess what? They're going to probably do a Boba Fett show. And they're like, no, nah, they're not going to do that. Boba Fett show. And it's like, Well, Ugh. the Boba Fett live action is what they've been talking about since 2008, 2009. Uh, there was always plans for that pre-Disney purchase of Lucasfilm. There was always plan of a live action Boba Fett TV show, so it's just now finally seeing its fruition of uh, or realization. I think the Rogue One show got pushed back again. Um, Who cares? Rogue I mean, I don't know. Somebody. It's the only news that you can find about movies that are like Marvel, Disney, blah blah blah. Look blah, at blah, Buzz Lightyear be Captain America and have scenes from Captain America because he's voiced creepy. by Captain America. So there's that. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear is voiced by uh, Chris Evans, and they have Captain America scenes. Speaking of Avengers voice and stuff, more Chris Pratt voice news. I like everybody's like, he's such a good voice actor. He's like, no, he's just Chris he's, Pratt. He's been in the Lego movie, and what else is a voice actor? He's just Chris Pratt. They yeah. like, go, hey, let's get a... Let's. See, I've... In, in so, m- many years of the Drive-In Speaker Box, I, you know, because I was an aspiring voice actor when I was young. I wanted to do it my whole life. And I always respected the the, the greats of, of voice acting. And, you know, that has become such a lost art because everybody just wants a name that they know. Like, a oh, well, it's, uh, nobody's going to go see this if uh, we have, like, a really good actor that creates a character voice for this character to tell the story better. No one's going to go see that. Everybody's like, let's just put Chris Pratt in it. And you make, it was like Kung Fu Panda was one of the big ones that just really drove me nuts because they're like, let's create this character that's a Kung Fu Panda and who do we want to voice it? Well, let's get Jack Black because he's really popular. So let's also make the panda look, act, and sound like Jack Black. So it's just like having Jack Black in the movie instead of creating a new character. And um, Maybe the character was created for him, though. 
No, it was the character was created to be him. I think Jack Black is a good voice actor, though. He's still Jack Black. There's not. That's true. You know, there's no. But I mean, if you listen for look it, at like the Frank Oz's of the world. No, yeah, but if you listen, Tom Kenny's Tom <laughs> Kenny. Frank Oz is Frank Oz. Um, uh, uh, Billy West is still Billy, Billy West. No, Billy West is like a million things. Billy I know, West but if amazing. you if you're used to their voice and you listen for it, you can pick them out. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think the same to the time. trained ear, you can. Yeah, but you can always go. Well, that's Chris Pratt because it's Chris Pratt. Well, they want you to know it's Chris Pratt because I'll see shows or I'll be listening to something. I'm like, is that Billy West? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, yeah. But uh, Chris Pratt is now, in addition to being Mario, going to also be Garfield in its reboot. Well, at least <laughs> at least it's not. Uh, um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray hating himself. I'm yeah, sure that they asked Bill Murray him. was like, he fit the bill for the voice of Garfield, especially based on how Garfield sounded in the cartoon and everything well, like what's that. What's funny is because the cartoon was voiced by the guy who voiced Bill Murray's character in the real Ghostbusters. Oh. And so then you come full circle where Bill Murray's voicing the cat of the guy that originally did the voice that was him in the show. And so it's like they just swapped. And it was kind of beautiful in a weird metaverse kind of way. Uh, I read earlier that a lot of people are pushing to have the guy that plays Laszlo and what we do in the shadows be the voice of Garfield instead. And I think that would be, I would that sign would be up really for good. that really yeah. hard. It was like, John, get me some lasagnas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great. That would be uh, great. What was you his name? You son of a bitch. What was his name when he was human bartender? Oh, um. Jackie uh, Daytona. Jackie Daytona, human yeah. bartender. Yeah. If you That's haven't so caught good. up with what we do in the shadows, season three is out. Oh, in its, it, entirety. It, it's finished. Yeah, yeah. It's so just, good. It's so good. So good. And my God, I'm it just like, what a cliffhanger. You know, and I just, oh man, I I, I saw, a, you know, a guy that I know uh, went a, as Nandor for Halloween and had the voice down like oh, perfectly. Like, Talking to you from the ether. And it was so <laughs> I, good. I thought about it too late and I was like, damn, I wish I would have been Nandor uh, for Halloween. You could have be been so Nandor. I could have been Nandor and just walk around and every time someone Bumps talks it, to me at all. You go, fucking, guy. fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Great. Uh, one of the best jokes in that whole show. Night Owlishly says that they started it and couldn't get into it. Oh, just have you seen a, the movie? Just give it a couple episodes. It's watch, so good. Watch so the good. movie so you get it in like a uh, condensed short version, so you kind of get into it, and then and then watch the show. Uh, I think that probably helps because the show you're kind of like, what the hell am I watching? What is the premise of this? But if you've already seen the movie, it's already laid out for you, and because the show just jumps into it, they're like, hey, oh, this, yeah. this is it. But if you watch the movie. Uh, one of the best jokes in that show is where the guide, uh, Kristen Shaw, just mm-hmm. appears out of nowhere and Nandor goes, this fucking guide. <laughs> this fucking guide. Yeah. It's so good. Nandor's perfect. It's the best character. Oh, it would have been... Uh, it, it, it's... It's it's a beautiful show. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, vampire stuff is already a soft spot for me, but um, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, what else in in the thing? Uh, do you get any news? Eliza says I could be Oliver Peck. It could have been Oliver Peck and just judge everyone's bad tattoos in public. That would have been great. That would have been, yeah. You, I would have had to get like a, doesn't he always have like a toothpick or something? You could get like a trucker hat and let your, I mean, your hair's pretty much long enough mm-hmm. for for that. Well, you, he always wears his, yeah, back in a post. You just, so. just give me a Sharpie and mm-hmm. let me like draw lewd things all over your body <laughs> and then it'll be perfect. You'd be yeah. the guy. Um, what else in the news? Um, I don't know, the Foo Fighters movie. I was going to talk about that. Don't really, don't really have time there was the r-rated krampus the the naughty special features have been revealed a lot of bo- a lot of bonus features with like that. a re-release of the krampus movie that already exists yes so oh. the, it's called the naughty cut are we gonna get an explanation about the uh the snow globes at the end a little more you might i, don't I hope to that i've been i've been this close to ordering like the 400 dollars animatronic like life-size krampus thing from spirit halloween you want to like, have a kid and like eats it or whatever no that's just like that a regular demon cool. where the fog comes out of, no it's no, just the whole that one's sick that one is sick this was just like the big ass krampus and he's like he just like snorts and kind of rotates left and right but he's like the full size like 
like seven feet tall with the big horns and the hands and you know because when i decorate for uh, for christmas i always like to try to include a krampus but this year i couldn't really figure out a place for it but i was like man i gotta have that four hundred dollars stupid me and my priorities i guess um anything did you have anything else on your paper Mm-mm. okay well um no. let's let's talk about um most of the news was all See, Knight Alishly asked, do you guys ever do top 10 lists for different categories? Um, We have in the past. We used to do our annual uh, worst of list, Mm -hmm. which we would do, which I think we might do. um, Now that more movies are coming out. Because we put it on pause because there was only like... 10 or 15 movies a year there for a minute there was yeah nothing nothing to be seen um but more movies are coming out uh just like eliza said the french dispatch trailer looks good uh that was wasn't going to be the movie i wanted to watch this weekend but didn't have a chance i'm gonna try and see it this week um because it is playing at our local malco um but uh i'm i'm a wes anderson fan this guy not so much Mm-mm. but um the problem with top 10 lists is they they evolve and you know top 10 it, it's hard because if you watch this show enough, one of the, the messages that I always really like to try and 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 relate to the to viewers is, you know, we're not here to tell you what's good and what's bad. We're here to tell you what we like. We're here to tell you what um, we think is fun, what we think is good and bad based on our lifetime of being huge, big movie nerds where, you know, we can relate things to other films that we've seen, other styles that we've seen, other directors that we've seen, see where things derive from, where they're going, seeing trends and identify those things and not just like going, oh, the top 10 best horror movies ever are like, because that's so subjective, you know? Well, used to, yeah, when we didn't have the interaction element and everything like that. We got real technical about film and, and how things were, were filmed and recorded. Yeah. And the comments section ruined it. You guys ruined it. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, yeah, we used to really go hard on the like the uh, film aspect of it. But um, top ten list, maybe one day when we have time to uh, edit, one of us has time to edit. We, could do it. we can be like the next... Um, uh, watch Mojo or some something like that. Well, you gotta learn. You Someone, gotta learn After Effects. I'll film it. You edit something it. Something that makes the dollars. Yeah, I've I've been saying this for years. I'll film it. I'll light it. I'll do whatever. But somebody else is gonna edit it. That's my least favorite thing about content creation is I hate editing. That's why we do the show live. Is because uh, the fuck if I'm gonna sit for another two hours and edit this thing down. So you just get it right off the dome. That's how it works. So. Hmm. Yeah, like Knight actually said, because we don't roll this way. Um, and no, it would never be um, a typical top ten. We probably we probably do really ridiculous top ten lists, and we probably get a lot more followers that way if you know we had four minute videos <laughs> instead of forty five yeah. minute videos. Top ten times a guy does this face in a movie. Oh, dude, that'd be a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but only the top ten. Or if it's like a, a snap zoom to someone of that face, where it's like, Whoa, and it like comes in really close. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Vince says the podcast comes out almost before the show is over. Yeah, because I click stop upload. Like, there it is. And, um, yeah, we're, we're already on Spotify before I even leave the studio. Professional. Yeah, we are professionals. Anyway, it's that time of the show where we tell you what's coming out in theaters this weekend uh, because new movies come out every weekend. And there are not a whole lot of big movies coming out this weekend in theaters. I think they're, everybody's giving Eternals a little bit of breathing room, even though the initial reviews coming out of, about this movie are quite bad uh everybody's saying it's really boring which i could have told you that a long time ago the i think trailer it did. looks boring everything about it looks boring they're like oh god how do we how do we keep making money off of marvel things now that we're we've lost the biggest money-making character well it's like uh, when's the last time you saw either angelina jolie or kamel nanjiani in a movie that you're like now this is a thrilling movie <laughs> now this is pod racing yeah not one time you know no. it's like angelina jolie has not made an exciting movie since wanted does wanted count as an exciting movie I'm trying chris to pratt think. gets hit in the face with a keyboard by professor x hell yeah yeah how about that um and that that happens in that movie and Kamel Nanjiani's movies are so far. He has like that date night movie that was really bad. No, uh, yeah, he was oh, in the yeah, he was, was in bad. Men in Black. 4. As the little the little nugget that yeah. just goes jokes 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 jokes. As a little character that was given way too much screen time. Mm. Sam says top ten Jamie Lee Curtis striptease scenes. All ten of them would be from True Lies. <laughs> Get out of here, duh. You don't. You only need that one. 
Um, anyway, uh, movies that are coming out in the theaters this week. There is the new Kenneth Branagh film, um, which um, I'm surprised if it's going to get a, a nationwide release. But Oscar bait at its finest because that's what Kenneth Branagh is really good for. Also playing that um, defense against the dark arts professor that was a big old wuss. But um, it's called Belfast, and it is about a young boy and his family um, kind of experiencing all the tumultuous um, time of the late 60s in Belfast. Uh, I've checked out the trailer for this. It looks pretty good. Uh, one of those kind of like tear jerkers. It's black and white, so it's art, I guess. But um, it's Kenneth Branagh, and Kenneth Branagh is pretty good. I mean, I really wish His that... His last couple of movies made money. I wish that he would have made a sequel to the Orient Express. You know, They're um, working on it. Well, get on it, because Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express was actually good. Yeah, because if you go to uh, uh, Gal Gadot's uh, IMDb page right now uh, for anything... She's got a credit for... She's in it. Yeah, it was, it was like it's one okay. of 15 other things. It's uh, Murder on the Nile or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in like... Uh, post production or production or it's some it's past pre production. I'm ready for it. Bring it to me. Yeah, the first one was good, man. The Morning Express was not bad. Okay, Vince coming coming in on Twitch with the info says Death on the Nile, February 11th, 2022. Boom. Thank you. That's why we have viewers that have Google, because we just out here. Um, also, coming out this week, uh, another one of those movies for the kids, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, you know, uh, about uh, uh, New York City just so completely desensitized to anything weird happening in the city to where Clifford the Big Red Dog could exist in this world and no, man, everyone think it's fun. You clearly haven't seen the trailer. Everybody's like, wow, a Big Red Dog. No, Not, no. shoot it. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. That's the whole thing. Not in the trailer. Yeah, in the trailer. What trailer did you watch? They go, how big does he get? And, and, and the magical man is like, only as big as the love that you give him. <laughs> and he, he becomes huge because the girl just loves, loves him, him to so death much. and then all of new york's like get him get the big dog well i i want to see that trailer and they have to chase him wanna, and then he's the he kinda... like he saves people from like burning buildings and <laughs> sam stuff. on yeah. facebook is like clifford dies tonight that's pretty much the trailer yeah I, I, well now i've changed my mind Let, i, I want to go see clifford i saw a super clip of halloween kills where everyone says that like 50 times dude uh, yeah well i mean uh, you know i think i talked about it in the episode where i reviewed the the, the film <laughs> where they really just go all in on kind of an, a trump allegory um and it's very terrifying but uh, yeah not actually said so that's why <laughs> that's why I'm all, the all the love people have same smart yeah same. that's now my reasoning yeah. as well um, but yeah, that's pretty much all that's coming out. There's uh, an, another movie that's probably not getting a wide release because it's starring Bruce Willis and Neil McDonough. Um, it's called Apex. It's about five elite hunters paid to hunt down a man on a desert island only to find themselves becoming the prey. And if it's got Neil McDonough in it, sign me out because... You don't like that guy. I, 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 he was mean to you on a movie set. He was mean to me on a movie set. And I think he, I think he just... He smells, and he can get away from me. So, uh, Neil McDonough... Well, he plays a butthole in almost every movie he's he in. He plays himself in <laughs> almost every... And, and Neil, if you're watching this, dude, be nicer to people or, on set. What are you doing with your time, is what I want to ask. Yeah, why are you watching me? Hey, um, and good job in Band of Brothers, but why well, you always got to play a bad guy after that? And you, ba well, you, you and, beat up The Rock. And That's not cool, dude. Bad job in Street Fighter. Um, cause you're no, he was in the street fighter legend, legend of Chun-Li and he played uh, M. Bison, which he had no business playing M. Bison. Um, him and his, him and his blonde ass eyebrows. Like when, when I was getting really into the 100 during quarantine, cause I needed something to watch and I was like, oh yeah, this show's pretty tight in the last season. It's all like, guess what? You know what the show needs? Neil McDonough. And I'm like, damn it. Oh, and um, I mean, fortunately, he got he got his comeuppance, but you know, whatever. Um, just every time he walks on a movie, I'm just like that guy. Uh, speaking of blonde bad guys, uh, Vince said that uh, Fathom Events announced that their upcoming Rocky Four with 40 extra minutes Don't added you to the movie. Yeah. That's this week, it's on the 11th. Yes, okay. it is. Uh, he said it was the fastest selling Fathom event since the start of the pandemic. How about that? And if you don't have a ticket for that yet, I doubt you're going to find one, but you might look and I'll see. Just stand it's in a the aisle. it's a one showing only nationwide thing. There's one showing. Let's get an on, encore. Can we get a round two? 
Ding. A rematch? Ding. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So that's uh, right now. Uh, there, there you go. Blonde bad guy uh, on the 11th. Um, I must break you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I got my tickets a while back, uh, so I will be there watching the 40 extra minutes. Damn, I'm jealous. I want to go. And I hope it's all living in America. Living in America. Because they just couldn't get James Brown to leave set. They're like, all right, James. Just that's keep enough. on screaming. And just like, I, I'd be down yeah. for that. It's just they put the cape on him and they're like, time to get off the stage, James. Can't go on. Can't go on. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, anyway, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. You can check it, out it, those it, movies. Vince pointed out it's mostly fight stuff. It is. Uh, they did say that uh, almost the entirety of the 40 minutes is on the fights uh, with uh, Apollo and... and um, uh, 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 Drago, Drago, and then Rocky and Drago. Uh, but as joked about on the show, I really do hope it at least some of that is or living in America entrance. and uh, the Heart of Fire. Oh, um, where they're like running on the beach, like remembering. No, like, not being the beach. Friends. That's that's in Rocky Three, where they run on the beach and and because like, Apollo's hug. teaching Rocky how to box, fight Clubber, yeah. uh, how in, to fight like, Clubber Lang, hugging like eighties. Because well, they're in L.A., they leave Philadelphia and they go to L.A. Because that's where Rocky has to train to beat Clubber Lang. That's where uh, everybody has britches that their nutsack show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Rocky Four is where Rocky flies to Russia and he trains in the snow. In that, like, yeah, he's like lifting up like branches and, and yeah. like, like logs and he's in the in mm-hmm. the snow hut just like yeah because drago's getting juiced and yeah. he's on all the high-tech equipment and rocky's just out in like a chopping wood farm in shed snow. in a barn yeah but uh, rocky three is where you get eye of the tiger and rocky oh, four right. is heart of fire okay well, heart hearts on fire hearts on fire that is a good song mm-hmm. um it, it you know if you need if you need a, a spotify playlist uh for getting pumped up at the gymnasium or whatever it is you do to work out throw that one on there um it's a good one i you know i i've, I've run up the rocky steps in philly and did the thing i mean like everybody does that when you're in philly and you know i had oh, the, the 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 that's a lot of freaking steps i um, uh i greatly dislike traveling and running and climbing stairs however i would do that you you have to mm-hmm. you have to i wish i'd taken a picture of myself actually I'd, i never take my pictures doing those cliche things because there's so many other people doing that and i'm just like man i don't want to be that butthole even though i kind of want to be that butthole then i just like oh nah i did it and i'll remember it and then when i get old and senile and forget about it it's just a like, bummer they moved the statue because they had the statue at the top of the steps uh and they moved it so yeah uh night owl she says immediate flashback to arnold schwarzenegger in that damn movie where it opens in the russian bathhouse what is that red um, uh with bill with uh with a uh, belushi with yeah jim with belushi J- john belushi or no, jim, jim belushi. belushi yeah it's um um oh man red something yeah I, i've watched that movie uh, a couple of years ago um it's pretty pretty funny um uh, not a bad movie there uh red heat there yeah, it is there it is all right, uh, let's see. Let's talk about some movies that are in theaters right now. Um, because, yeah, we talked about movies that are coming out this week, and now it's time to review movies that we've done seeing, guys. I guess I'll start with uh, Last Night in Soho. Um, Last Night in Soho, of course, the new film from Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, uh, you know, everybody um, kind of... I don't know where Edgar Wright... There was a, there was a fork in the road where everybody just... Did, decided that Edgar Wright was the super stylistic director. And I'm pretty sure it was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. When he came out with that in 2010, everybody's like, oh, this guy and his, 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 you know, visual feast is something that can't be missed. Because before that, he was really only doing like the Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, you know, he did the, uh, the world's end. Scott Pilgrim came out after Hot Fuzz? Um. Yeah, Hot Fuzz was in 2007. Um, I thought Hot Fuzz was way after. But Scott then he Pilgrim. did he did Baby Driver in 2017, and you know that one was pretty pretty fun. You know, very very you know music centric. Yeah, music video of the movie. And he's already uh, set to do The Running Man, which. I don't know how I feel about that because it's not going to have Arnold and um, Running Man to me needs to have Arnold. Running, If it's a remake of Running Man with, with Schwarzenegger, then there's no reason to do this because Cause it's, it's already a perfect, perfect movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's mwah, It'll, there, there will just be another interview with, with Schwarzenegger in the future, just like with friggin' um, 
Total Recall, where he's like, yeah, it bombed. It did so bad. No one liked it. And all I have to say is it's because it didn't have me. Didn't have and me I did it right the first time. That's like No one could do one-liners like me. Yeah, it's like clearly, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger's a phenomenon, man. I mean, look. Look at this right here. It's right there. It's look right on our set. Look at that. And they got Carl, you too many and pencils. Carl Weathers, like from Rocky. We got, got Carl right Weathers' there. arm from Rocky. We got Schwarzenegger's arm right there. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, um, you can't, you you can't, can't top it. But anyway, uh, last night in Soho, let's talk about it. Um, this film, you know, kind of billed as a bit of a horror movie, a little bit of murder mystery, a little bit of all three. It's it's kind of a modern ghost story uh, starring uh, Thomason McKenzie as the main character, Eloise, and she's a really great actress. Uh, I really w- enjoy watching her on screen, except for sometimes her super high-pitched, squeaky voice can really get on the old nerves, but it also has An- uh, Anya Taylor-Joy in it, who plays uh, Sandy, who is this, you know, a dream-like ghost figure that keeps coming out of the um uh eloise's dreams and you it, it starts to unfold the story of what happened to sandy who you know their stories of the two of them start to parallel as they have big wide-eyed dreams move to london you know the glitz and the glam and they get caught up in it and it's not as pleasant as they thought it was going to be and things take a dark turn um the movie has, you know, it's 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 got a lot of uh, symbolism of you know female empowerment. It's got a lot of you know, um, you know the problematic things of the swing in sixties uh, with a lot of you know um, just really shitty stuff that happened back then in a, in a very you know white male rich empowered society. Um, you know, and it, and it deals with all that really tastefully. And, and you know, for most of this movie, I really enjoyed it. Edgar Wright has a really great eye. He has a really great sense of pace. And he really knows how to use music in his films. That, I think, is Edgar Wright's big strong suit. And this is no different. You know, he he, he goes back and forth with, you know, some, some modern stuff, some stuff from the 60s, but then kind of intertwines the two with some cool new remixes. And, and it's a fun visual feast. My problem with it is it falls apart in the third act. And, you know, a lot of people have a problem with this twist ending for very different reasons, because I don't want to give away too many spoilers with this movie, but there is a twist ending. You know, it's kind of a shamalama ding dong of an ending. And um, the deal with this one is it goes back to a rule that I say on the drive and speaker box a lot. And, you know, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief in, in a movie to whatever nth degree you need me to, as long as the things that happen on screen sort of obey by the laws of the universe that the movie creates for itself. You know what I mean? If you're in a space movie and it's all about space things and then something stupid happens that shouldn't be in that space movie, like when Princess Leia somehow survived in the, you know, vacuum of space and then that exactly that doesn't work in the in the the universe that you've created up until this point you just broke all your own rules um and 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 like vince says a movie has to follow its rules and this movie didn't and it didn't because it was trying to hide the twist ending and to me i thought it was sloppy um script writing towards the end and and there could have been a really easy easy correction they could have made towards the end of this movie that would have not only protected the reveal of the MacGuffin at the end, but also left audiences wondering the whole time. But instead, they give you all this information that is misinformation, which doesn't fit into the flow of this story. And then you find out the twist and you go, oh, all the information I was given was wrong. Well, then that's not cool. Like you couldn't you know, a good murder mystery, a good thriller, a good, you know, uh, psychological uh, puzzle is fun if you can pick up the clues along the way and figure it out for yourself. That's what makes some of these movies really fun to watch because you as a viewer are figuring it out just like the characters on the screen. But if the information you're given is completely wrong intentionally there's no way you could have figured it out and it makes the whole ending be like well fuck you like that's not you you can't do that you can't change the rules and this movie did it and i think that there was there was a there was a a a very critical scene where there was a, a reveal there was a reveal in in um this movie that that was a false reveal and you're like, oh, well, this is what happened to this character. And it turns out, no, that's not at all what happened to this character. 
it was a completely false reveal so that when the real reveal happened you're like psych it's this and and then that just pissed me off you know and it made it made the whole direction go in a, in a really weird way and i don't want to give away spoilers because this is actually a pretty good movie and i think people should check it out because it's not a traditional film uh, in the sense of what makes money at the, at the box office right now and i think a lot of people were upset at the um the twist ending for the wrong reasons i think they were like going well uh i didn't want these people to be bad and that's what i actually liked about it is this movie created every character capable of good and bad i think that that's what made game of thrones so successful it makes a lot of things really successful where people that you root for are capable of bad things and people that are you're, you're kind of angry at are capable of good things you can you can uh, sympathize with a villain's decisions and you can also sympathize with a good guy's fall from grace and you know nobody's perfect and that makes a more human story but at, in this movie I think it kind of ramped up this sort of female empowerment thing so high that when it kind of broke that down just a little bit a lot of people got really upset but I think it made it a lot more human and a lot more relatable and I don't think it gave up any any of the female empowerment of the story I think that people just misinterpreted it a little bit differently but anyway last night in soho really cool really interesting uh set pieces from the 60s because period pieces are really hard to film because the attention to detail that you have to do with automobiles with clothing with music with with continuity errors in the background with things that just wouldn't exist in that time were all really gone over with a fine-tooth comb and then you have some performances by some amazing actors you got they they got terrence stamp to come into this movie <laughs> really and terrence stamp is just a phenomenal dude like this guy has been in so many awesome movies i'm pretty sure you know him best as general zod from the 1970s superman but um but you know uh just as you know such a wide range of acting with this guy you know he was uh bernadette and uh priscilla queen of the desert and you know this dude has been in so many movies i think he, uh, well, from the 60s till today knowing that he's in it i'm guessing he's one of the bad guys don't say if he is or not but terrence stamp's always a bad guy i'm not gonna tell you he's like never not a bad it's because he's got this like super orbital ridge that is just like menacing when and he's that type of british where he's like oh that that's a bad guy that bad guy kind of british <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know it, it's got a great cast um the the music's good the visuals are great the lighting is phenomenal the pacing's good but if uh if they had just shown you less at the beginning of the third act i think that this movie would have stuck the landing a lot better it would have made the reveal a lot stronger and um i wish that i could give away spoilers but i'm not going to do it since it's so close to the movie being out but if you watch it you'll know what i mean and you'll be like bo is right and you'll in your heart enjoy it just a little bit more because you'll have you'll have gone in wishing that it were different but anyway it's in theaters right now you can check it out it's about two hours long it's great runtime didn't feel too long didn't feel too short um it was just right so edgar wright doing it again last night in soho check it out um movies that you probably can't check out are the one that you saw in theater in rogers i take it yeah yeah uh actually at our uh, local like a hindi theater that shows like all the tamil and uh you know uh, hindi movies that you can get your hands on um or Telugu, like mahasamudram that i watched uh, the other day which one of the stars of that uh was in this movie uh so how about that the crossover of telugu and tamil and all these things uh yeah uh, the telugu verse out of all the Malco theaters uh, in the uh, in the country, only two of them were showing this movie. It turned out, uh, so hopefully other movies. Uh, it's only what only two theaters in the whole country. No, two theaters of the Malcos. Other theaters are bound to be showing it somewhere. It was a twenty dollar ticket, which I was not thrilled about. Um, wow! But uh, yeah, here comes Vince with the foreign film. Foreign films, emotes. emotes. Uh, yeah, man, here's one of Jake's foreign films, Slick Doggies, foreign movies uh, coming at you here. I I watched the new. Uh, superstar Rajnikanth movie uh, uh, Anate. I like how you called him Superstar. That's the that's I know thing. that is his name. Superstar, superstar Rajni. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Rajnikanth. He's big time famous Tamil actor. Uh, he's in he's in 176 movies. So he's in like just as many movies as friggin' John Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Um, Big star, superstar, Rajni. Biggest of stars. He's the he's the coolest. Uh, and and uh, Anate is about him. 
Uh, Anate means big brother, and that's the whole thing. It's a movie of familial piety. He's uh, the. It centers around superstar Rajni, uh, his character, uh, the Anate. He is. Um, he has a sister that was birthed, uh, and in doing so, his mom died, and he raised this sister. And every he's the head of this family. Uh, it's up to him to keep the success of the family going, and he's like the president of this local community, so everyone looks up to him, uh, and he makes sure that there's no trouble around in his village and all this stuff. Basically a badass, as you would expect from any kind of movie with Rajni in it, uh, like in, in Theron 2.0, Peta, uh Kala, uh, Kabali, any of these movies with Rajni, he's a badass. You've seen him. You know. I've seen him. I don't him. have to I tell have. you. <laughs> but, but but what about these guys out in the audience? The, so they the don't whole know. Thing is, Google it. He sent his sister off uh, to be educated, and she's coming home, uh, and he's so happy to have her back. Uh, but all of the people in the village and everyone in the family want her to get married, and so he tries to arrange a marriage for her with someone suitable for her. Uh, and they finally find someone in the form of the son of this guy who's been giving him a lot of trouble, and he's been having to just shut down left and right through the movie. A local thug bad guy type character. Uh, and, and through... Uh, Rajni's strong hand and kind words he turns this man around and uh, they arrange a marriage between his son uh, and, and and the little sister to which she decides to run away with someone she met while at school and this causes problems right mm-hmm. so after the first half of the movie which this was a two hour 45 minute was there an intermission time, there was an intermission okay uh the, in the as first, god intended the first half is like the rom-com goofy movie lots of jokes and comedy build but at the end of that first half he goes to find his sister and it turns out she's been gone from riches to rags and he has to fix it and and start whooping up on these money lenders and then you come back from intermission and it's pure action and it's so good uh the first half of the movie cheesy goofy so dude i will say like tamil bollywood uh telugu action is unlike anything else it's so (laughs) incredible except for maybe like except for maybe like stephen chow Mm. um you know like there's 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 levels of action stephen chow's like up here and then like the bollywood encompassing stuff is like right underneath it's just out of the oh yeah because at the end of the first half she's having to go pay these guys that she owes money and they're, of course, trying to ask her for sexual favors instead. And Anate ain't having this. And so uh, he just, with the hand that this guy touched his little sister with, uh, he just breaks that hand over and over again and just crushes all of these dudes, tears up this whole bar. And then you're like, oh, man, Anate's about to rage. And then it comes back from that second half, and it's just him shutting down crime because all these guys are like, well, we got to get this dude. And he's like, you ain't getting me, bro. Ain't no one messing with my sister because what happens is this gangster goes around and he forces all these companies to sign over to him. And so he, like, runs the whole city because he owns all of the businesses. Thanks, uh, That ain't going to happen. And then it gets deeper because he has an even more evil older brother uh, that gets involved later, and uh, Anante has to get himself out of some trouble while also protecting his sister, who they decide to go after to get to him. And uh, man, it's it has everything, as you'd expect from an Indian movie. Absolutely everything. You got song and dance. You got comedy. You got color and stuff everywhere. Uh, happy fun times, romance, and then boom, pure action, pure action. movie. Uh, and the whole thing just goes right up until the end with nothing but like climactic action after climactic action of just pure brutalism. Uh, it is. Sam asks, "Does it have true love?" Yeah, of course it does. Over. Yeah, twice over, man. You've never the whole seen any sort of like the um, bad guys put her husband that she's in love with instead of her arranged marriage into jail and have him beaten daily uh, just to keep her in line. And I like I'm, how with, with with Sam and Vince in the comments, it always turns into like uh, Princess Bride somewhere else. Well, so we, we were talking about stuff. when we were talking about Boba Fett. He said, "As you wish." I think Sam as pointed out. Wish. He goes, "As you wish means I love you." Yeah, uh, but man, it's 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 so good. 
uh, I had so and, much fun. And you can't see it. None of you can see it unless you live here in Northwest Arkansas. No, you can. Look Where for it. Where are you going to go see it? Oh, find it at your local theater. Bigger cities might have it. Out of all the Malco theaters. No, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Actually, do you know why we get so many of these movies? We have a, a decent-sized Indian population Walmart. Locally. Yeah. So we have a, a, a large Indian-sized population that works at Walmart Home Office, and um, the Waltons actually put a little bit of pressure to make sure that these movies come in so that they can have movies to watch. And um, it's awesome. They're yeah, it's so pretty cool. Good. It's pretty cool. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's so fun to be able to see and explore all of these different facets of a different culture all wrapped up to uh, within like a two to three hour period. No, and dude, be able this to was not playing in any movie. In, yeah, this is not playing hardly anywhere in the U.S. I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, box office roundup, and it ain't it ain't in there, dude. I mean, it has to be there somewhere. It's, I mean, maybe at the very very bottom. Because no. I mean, or they didn't report it at all. Because there's so like number 30, 36 was the laws of the universe. The age of Elohim was playing in one theater. Well, not to, in at least two Malco theaters. It's in one here and one in Tennessee. And then, uh, they I'm, must not be reporting very well. Well, doesn't matter. It'll be available on like uh, EROS or something like that. Soon. You can find a way to watch it. Uh, yeah. they hit VOD pretty quick. Yeah, they do. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely something. And, not Alishly point out, yeah, Bollywood's so crazy and enjoyable. Uh, it's a lot of fun. If, if it Bollywood really is. is one of the only uh, experiences you have with Indian cinema, uh, explore Telugu and Tamil cinema too, because Bollywood is specifically the Hindi yeah. uh, part of it. And you'll start seeing a lot of crossover actors. A lot of people can do more than one language. A lot of and, superstars. And like that. Oh, yeah. Man, it, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time with the movie. And even at a two-hour, 45-minute runtime, didn't seem like it because pure action carried it through the whole second half, and you just, I couldn't get enough of it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, dude. Well, uh, it's about that time. We're almost out of time, so let's hit that box office roundup for the night and uh, for the weekend of November, excuse me, 5th through 7th, 2021. We'll go for the 10th movie in America. We'll go up to number one. Number 10, ouch. Big ouch is Last Night in Soho. Uh, only in its second week in release from Focus Pictures, bringing in $1.8 million in the box office, which ain't too good. So far, only brought in $7.6 million at the box office, and that's pretty rough. Uh, number nine, Antlers from Searchlight, Fox Searchlight, coming in uh, with $1.9 million in the box office this week, up, uh, bringing it total domestic gross up to seven point five. million in its second week in release. It ain't doing that great either. Uh, number eight, Spencer, which, oddly enough, um, coming out at a number eight spot, which I did not think it was going to, but $2.1 million in its opening weekend from Neon. Uh, number seven, Halloween Kills, still hanging out there uh, from Universal in its fourth week in release, bringing in $2.3 million. So far, bringing it up to almost $90 million nationwide which is pretty cool number six the french dispatch in its third weekend release uh although it hasn't been wide released up until this last weekend it brought in 2.5 million dollars uh and so far has brought in 8.4 in its three weeks at uh the box office number five ron's gone wrong bringing 3.5 million in its third weekend release from 20th century studios bringing in total 17.5 million domestically number four still up there in six weeks in release venom let there be carnage bringing another 4.4 million how this movie keeps making so much money i would do not understand not a lot of other options at the theater i mean i guess but 197 million uh so far at the box office which is just amazing number three no time to die bringing in six million dollars this week in its fifth week in release staying pretty strong in the top three so far bringing 143 million dollars uh domestically so it's doing okay number two dune holding holding its own still at the number two spot in the third week in release bringing 7.6 7 million, uh, but only bringing in $84 million domestically um, at the box office. But the sequel has officially been greenlit. Well, and Dune's also available on HBO, so there there's some streaming revenue already coming in on that, too. All so. of that stuff. Freaking HBO Max. But Warner Brothers pretty happy. Uh, the number one movie in America is The Eternals. We'll see if how strong it is this next week, even though there's not a whole lot of new stuff coming out to kind of butt it out of the way. But reviews have been pretty weak. $71.2 million as at the box office, not as strong of an opening as Venom, which is pretty funny, but um, not a bad opening weekend in this theatrical climate. 
Now, uh, before we get too far away from it, uh, Night Owlishly said they took a Bollywood class, uh, and some of them are beyond beautiful. Absolutely. And if you go down to the top 12 movies, uh, the number 12 movie was Surayavanshi, which is a Hindi Bollywood movie in the top 12, rounding that yeah, out. Yeah, it was number 12, 1.4 million. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, number 11 is a uh, Fathom Event movie My uh, Hero Academia. My Hero Academia, yeah. So uh, out of uh, those, there's a couple of foreign films there in some of the top spots of what was bringing in movies uh, or money at the movies, including a Indian movie uh, from Bollywood. Yeah, for cinema, being so. number twelve in the, in the in the U.S. box office, that's pretty good. Uh, but there you go, uh, Vince's the French Dispatch trailer looks amazing. I'm gonna definitely try and see that this week. Uh, that is my goal for you guys is to watch the French Dispatch because I wasn't really feeling any of the new releases this week. Uh, so uh, that's that's gonna be my promise to you. Well, if I can find Soraya Vanshi, I want to watch. Watched it, but uh, I'll not tell you what was is what was available for us. And if Rajni's in a movie, I'm going to pick it anyhow. So hell yeah! All right, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We are out of time. We will be back next week uh, with more movie talk and more interacting with you guys. Thanks for the subs. Thanks for the gift subs, everybody out there on Twitch. If you are viewing this or listening to this in a podcast form and you want to participate in the fun next week, we're live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, over on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Just search for the drive-in speaker box drive-in has a hyphen speaker box is all one word and uh yeah any any parting words there dude i got nothing you got nothing the dude abides all right well we will see you guys later i'm gonna figure out uh where my mouse is and then i'm gonna end the show with buttons like this we'll catch you later guys peace out see ya